0: through the word of god father bless your word in the name of jesus give us these few moments uh, that we can get through the word and and share something with your people that will bless them and and help them to to grow to grow properly father in jesus name just uh, bless us and help us and, and just remove us from the world the, the world system and remove worldliness from us god and just show us that we have an opportunity in this last day to show forth the praises of of Jesus who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, that we have an opportunity to do what no generation has had because we have to be the generation that will either see the Lord's coming or right before you come. So, Lord God, let us do our job well. In your name we pray. Amen. So, Paul says in, in Romans uh, 14, he talks about liberty, and this is, uh, he's showing us how to conduct ourselves, how to, to live properly, how to grow properly. Uh, there are too many of us who are just very opinionated. We just have opinions about everything. They're endless. And I don't think Christians ought to have uh, opinions about everything. I remember a number of years ago that uh, this, they had... In those days, these these people would come and ask uh, people on the street what uh, what their views about certain things. And there was something going on in Central America at the time. And they came to this guy and he said, what do you think about uh, these things that are going on in Central America? Uh, He said, "Uh, I don't know about them, but I got, he said, but this is my view. What? It was so senseless. I don't know about it, but this is my view. And so, uh, so we have to be careful about this. This is what Paul is instructing by the Holy Spirit to the church. Pastor Jackson did a marvelous job this morning in the first service, and I was conflicted because I thought I think the house would rather see somebody standing up than sitting down when they're trying to preach. But I, he did such a good job, and he started to talk about obedience, and I, I wanted all of you to hear so we'll have to f- uh, flip the switch. Is that how you say it? No, flip the script. Well, well, you can flip both the switch in this. But but and so we'll flip it around because I want you to hear that message. But he talked about obedience. And one of the things that the Lord has been dealing with me about is, is obedience. Just like it, whatever God says you do. But because we are a body, we don't just independently go do things. Even I don't just independently go do things. You know, and, and so... Uh, the church here was filled with opinions. And he says in verse one, receive one who is weak in the faith. So you, there are brothers and sisters who are very saved, but they're weak in the faith. They're weak in the faith. It uh, says, receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. So it doesn't mean that, that vegetarians are weak. Doesn't mean that. But in this case, what was happening was there was a lot of idolatry and there was meat offered to idols and some Christians were afraid, I don't want to eat anything offered to an idol. I would like to see people say, I, I don't want to receive anything in my heart that came from this television, uh, crazy stuff, you know, or or Internet or TikTok or whatever it's called, Instagram or facebook or whatever it is if it's crazy stuff there's ought to be someone in you that's saying check that out i believe the holy spirit talks like that you know check it out so but they they were having the, the same type of problems that we're having today yeah but except ours are more pervasive they, they, they could have it in a particular local area or locality, but we're having them everywhere. When I remember when 24-hour news became a uh, reality, I was so happy I was a news junkie. Now I'm so sad <laughs> because it, it gives the devil a, a greater opportunity to spread his disinformation. And, and then you don't say, well, oh, that channel is... is uh, Uh, A bogus channel. They have a lot of uh, lies and disinformation on that one, but my channel is right. Well, your your channel, I promise you, it comes from the world. It is not sanctified and holy. So Paul was saying that these people, um, he said, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. He said, let not him who eats despise him who does not eat. And let him who does not eat judge him who eats for God has received him. So you and I have situations like that in our walk with the Lord. We, we have, I'm, I'm not going to give any particular examples because uh, they're not necessary at this juncture. But there are things that are all right for you to do. God has not given some edict against them. And, and, and you can do those things, you know, like maybe the kind of clothes you wear. Um, some, of, some young people wear things that go, woo. You know, uh, but they, I wear things They go mm, dated, <laughs> but it's okay. Let me wear my baggy suit and, and with my, cu- my cuffs all in it and they wear theirs, no cuffs. It's okay. It's okay. God has received both of us. He receives the, the, those who have the, the baggy clothes and he, he receives the skinny jeans, <laughs> you know. When I first saw skinny jeans, I thought, "God have mercy! What's happened?" I mean, no man should wear skinny jeans, you know. Seriously, you know, and these guys—they—they feel fine. They wear their skinny jeans, and girls—I thought maybe girls might wear skinny jeans, but guys wear skinny jeans. So he says, if God has accepted them, don't be judging people. God has received them. Then he, in verse four, he says, "Who are you to judge another servant?" Now, he's not talking necessarily, uh, because the word is not doulos, it's not that kind of servant, the servant of God, but he's talking about a household servant. For example, if if you go to somebody's house, and they have servants, and, and uh, you don't like the way they do things, and you start to judge them, well, if they were my servant, he said, be quiet, they're not your servant. Who are you to judge? And so, likewise, who are you to judge God, really, because when you judge God's ki- children, you're judging him. You're judging him. You know, why did you let them come in? As though you brought something to the kingdom of value. You know what I'm saying? You know, we haven't brought anything to the kingdom of value. We came to the kingdom asking God for forgiveness, and God forgave us, and then by forgiving us, he gave us value. That's how that looks. That's how that looks. We would have a lot better churches if we stopped judging everybody. Now, their Bible talks about some things that we are to judge. You know, and I won't get all into those at at this juncture. But if if, if you're lying and stealing and cheating, we have to judge that. If you have unrighteous conduct, just all out unrighteous conduct, we got to judge that. You can't have a wife and 10 girlfriends, you know. We have to judge that. But all these things that are a matter of taste or whatever, we're not to judge them. Who are you to judge another's servant? Listen to this, powerful. To his own master, he stands or falls. It's not your business. I heard some of the kids say, it's not your beeswax. I think that's what they say. (laughs) It's not your beeswax. It's not your business, all right? He says, indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able To make him stand. And so, what he he shows us is that God is in you working what is good. God is in you working what is good. So, then just leave it alone. It's not your time frame. God will work himself in that vessel. And you know that you're not the person you used to be. Uh, You were too quiet. Now, if you are the person you used to be, we have an altar an A-L-T-A-R that will do a good job of A-L-T-E-R-I-N-G-Y-O-U. See, the altar is for altering you. All right? It will alter you. Let's look at Romans 14. Uh, oh, and I'm sorry. I'm on N14, aren't I? But, but let's, look, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about what this has to do with. Uh, the reason a strong Christian should not despise a weak Christian uh, is, is, uh, is uh, for one, is that the, uh, the weak Christian and the weak—I'm sorry, let me get it back—the uh, uh, reason that the strong Christian should not uh, despise the weak Christian and the weak uh, Christian should not uh, condemn the strong Christian is, is very, very simple, is that God has accepted them both. So, that's what God wants us to do. He has accepted you. And you didn't get strong by yourself, by the way. It it was not something inherent in you. It was because of God doing something. Now, later on in chapter 14, we're going to look at verse 10. I'll look at it now, but we're going to look at it probably more thoroughly. He said, but why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So, wow, this is big it's in that there's a—you're not—I used to be bothered about the judgment seat of Christ. I didn't understand it. And I just thought, well, you know, the judgment seat of Christ, I'm, uh, we're going to be crying up there and saying, oh, God, forgive me for my sins and da-da-da. And I met a brother, dear brother, uh, in the hill country. His name is Keith Lamb, and he's an elderly man. And I remember I, w- I wanted to talk to him because I'd heard so much about him. And wanted to talk to him he was a very skilled Bible teacher and I d- we drove up there and to see him and had lunch with him and it was so, so blessed he was just talking and sometimes when you find elderly people who have been with the Lord and in the Lord a long time when you talk to them young people just listen just go there and, and listen don't try to show them how much you know ask good questions and listen and just listen, because a, a, a lot of older people can keep you out of trouble. I'm talking about Christian people. And some worldly people, you know, have some worldly wisdom. But, yeah, they'll keep you out of trouble anyway. Uh, he was telling me, because I'd always thought, boy, when I get before the judgment seat, you know, it's going to be all, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. And and he said, the judgment seat of Christ is, is not about sin. And, and man, you, you know what? Because all have sinned. It's not about sin. He said, because the cross has dealt with sin. And then he said, it's about usefulness or uselessness. In other words, what... what what God gives you a task to do, you need to do that with all your heart. You don't say, well, nobody will help me, and that's why I didn't do it. No. At, at the Bema, the judgment seat of Christ, it's called, it's the Bema. It's a raised platform, and, and God is going to give you rewards for your, your faithfulness, your usefulness. Amen. Or he will t- remove reward that he had for you because you were useless in that place. And you don't have to be useless. Why? Because God, the Bible says here, is able to make you stand. In every situation, God is able to make you stand. The reason you don't stand is because you have some, mis- uh, uh, some wrong concept about God. I, was gonna, I think I was going to say misconception, but that's, that works too. But a, a wrong idea of who God is, or you just don't walk in faith. You just refuse to walk in faith. You believe that God is unfaithful because you believe God is not going to rescue you. How many of us uh, have ever been in a situation when we thought God was not going to come through? Now, you don't have to raise your hand, but I can raise both of mine. Uh, yeah, I see some of y'all, you're afraid to say it. I could raise both of mine, but, but this is not to embarrass you, but this is to say that we have to walk it out. We have to walk out our Christianity. I, I, I've told you many, many times that when I was 73 years old, you want to know how old I am? <laughs> but when I was 73 years old, I learned things that I did not know at 72. And I was so grateful. I, I began to rejoice in the Lord because I thought, thank you for letting me live to see 73 years because I learned something of you that I didn't know before. And, and when I learned something of God, I want to walk in it. So the purpose of learning is not to have a big head so big you, you're off balance all the time. It, it's so that you can walk it out. And when you walk it out, it's like light to the Gentiles it's, or, or the unbelievers. It's like light to brothers and sisters. Yeah, we had in the first service a, a precious little girl who. Uh, it, it, this was her birthday. This was her birthday, and and uh, her mom had written something, and I read it. I, every time I see her, I will say to her, uh, "You bring light every time you come." You should come more often you you bring light you bring light and her mom calls her she said she's like a precious light I think I got that pretty much right she's like a precious light her mom always says she brings light to every place she goes and everything she does it brings a joy so this is what God wants for us not to be arguing about some little doctrinal point that you don't know much about anyway yeah I'm not trying to be mean I'm just saying, uh, I hear people talk about arguing some points. It's a moot point. I mean, why were you arguing that? It, it doesn't, it's not essential to salvation at all. So why are you arguing that? So then he talks about uh, don't abuse your Christian brothers. Some of us, we get stuck on something. I know that I know that I know. I know what I know. And, and I've studied the Bible. And, you know, yeah. I've seen some of you in every city every city i've traveled in i've seen it brothers and sisters all they want to do is exalt themselves above other brothers and sisters you know i know i'm the, uh, called by god to be the pastor here i know that my wife and i've worked in this ministry since the first day and uh, we've never ever thought we were too good for anybody not here no never never i'm just glad to be your brother and there have been times when some of you have said to me, hello, brother, and you go, oh, I'm so sorry, uh, pastor, pastor. I said, no, I am your brother. I'm your brother who pastors. <laughs> I'm your brother. I'm, I'm like my, my family. My, the big brother was in charge when daddy left, but when daddy came back, if big brother did something, daddy got big brother and little brother. <laughs> You know, so, so God is going to deal with all of us. So you and I will stand, we will all stand before that Dima. Now let's look in verse 5. It says, Paul says, one person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Now you got to get this because we have issues, especially during this time of the year, Christmas time of the year. We have problems with that. Uh, and he says, let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. Now, listen. So, let's say we we have Christmas. Now, there's some things about Christmas I don't particularly like, but I've never tried to enforce them on you. I've tried to enforce them on my wife, (laughs) I just tried and failed. But I won't put I won't, I won't put it on blast and tell her. But I said, you know, I don't like such and such. She told me, well, this is the way it's, it's going to be, and blah, blah. I said, okay. And so, so with Christmas, you have people, I don't believe in Christmas. Well, it's a day that people like to celebrate the coming of the Lord. Well, I don't believe Jesus came in December. I don't either. But still, we set the day aside. And as a kid, it was my it was my. The center of my year. It was the beginning, the center, uh, it was the, the circumference, it was the radius. <laughs> I love Christmas. Man, I just couldn't wait because this year I got one pistol on my side, but next year I'm going to have two and then I'll have the spare one. Yeah. I love Christmas and all the apples and oranges and fruits and nuts. I loved him. Now, listen here. <laughs> so, here he says, so we esteem the day. Some of us say Christmas is a time when we remember the Lord's coming, even though we know we don't believe it was in, in Christmas. It, it was very possible in the spring, it was possible, you know, uh, some other time, but it, w- it was probably not in the dead of winter. Now, listen, he says. So let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. So that's what I do is I observe Christmas to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. So you don't have to try to convert them because God has accepted both of us. Yeah. So he who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat, to the Lord he does not eat and gives God thanks. Does that make sense to you? This is so beautiful. So if we, were, if, let's just say, if we had idolatry really horribly here and somebody says, I'm not going to eat that meat because it may have been offered to an idol. Uh, and so, and somebody said, man, I'm just going to pray and eat it. I love steak. Uh, that's a ribeye, you know, and, and, and you do that. He says, hey, it's to the Lord you gave thanks for that food, you blessed it, and it's to the Lord that you did that. And the other one who didn't eat, it was to the Lord. So we don't have to try to convince you, hey, man, you need to eat the real ribeye, or you need to eat more greens, you know. No. Let's look at it. For none of us, this powerful, lives to himself. Not one of us lives to himself, verse 7. And no one dies to himself. This is big. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, to the and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. I, I want to go quickly um, to verse nine, and I've got a lot of uh, supporting scriptures, but let me go quickly to verse nine. Uh, it says, "For to this end Christ died and rose again." And lived again. Now, notice what God did for both parties. He died, rose again, and lived again that He might be Lord of both the dead and the living. So, God, Jesus, is Lord of everybody who died, everyone who died in Him, whether they were faithless. You can't be a denier, but faithless or full of faith. We're the Lord's. And Lord is able to make us stand. So Jesus is Lord of those dead ones of us. He is Lord of those of us who are living. So let's enjoy the Lord and quote unquote, let's have church. I want you to think about what I've preached about. And whether you're here or you're online, I want you to think about it and give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus. There's a song that my mom used to sing None but the righteous shall see God. None but the righteous shall see god and jesus is able to make you righteous i'm going to come back and the elders are going to be serving and i'll come back after they have finished serving and we'll we'll go to the lord some more